we saw last time in the Maharal that he spoke about the Zugas as being those who accepted the Musayra stage by stage. And here it wasn't one person who accepted the Musayra, rather here it was two people who accepted the Musayra together. And if we're talking about the Musayra that they had received from Antigonus Yifseichai, so what they had received from him was the two principles which have to shape one's Avedis Hashem. Then on the one side, a person needs to act with Ava, and the other one, a person has to serve Hashem out of Yira. And those were general rules which we taught, but now how to bring that practically, how to make it something which we can interpret in the way we do things on a regular basis. So that's what the Zugas came to explore. Different areas of Avodah Hashem where we can be taught how to use Ava and Yira to shape, to define those parts of our Avodah Hashem. Uh, the Zugas splits because each one identifies one aspect of that Kabbalah. Like we said, of course both are true, both are important, both complement each other, but there was a school for learning Ava, there was a school for learning Yira. And therefore the Zugas were coupled together. In other words, neither transmission without the other is complete. But each one focused on one aspect of that Masara. And to bring it into a practical sense, how to employ the actions that we can do in order to refine, in order to perfect that element, that aspect of Aravada Sashem. And therefore we're talking about the first Zug, Yesi ben Ezer and Yesi ben Yechanan. And that's what Varel explains, like we saw last time, that they came to teach us. What was the first area which they focused on? Both Yosef and Yosef and Yechanan, as an area, maybe the first and therefore primary area, where a person has to develop his Avodah session. So let's see what the Varel says. The Varel says, Based on the greatness of the people, the the Musa they gave spoke on a higher and a more primary, a more essential level of Avodah And therefore, the first arena which a person needs to work on is a person's house. And the reason for that is, he says, that's where primarily a person is based. And he says more than that. For ain't sofek he bases sheshom dirosa in person's house where he lives. For ikar gadol, that's a major uh, principle. Kashem will base leki kodesh. When a person's home is a home of holiness. The feature adam tamid shal, because the person's that's where he always is. For kashem bases sheshom dirosa v'malo. Nechshem the adam sheesh l'malo gadol l'yona. When a person's home is on a higher level. ברכה, Antigonus spoke to the person himself. He has to develop his Ava and his Yira, but that doesn't end there. 
the person isn't on by himself. He has a home, he has a wife, he has children. And therefore they can't talk about is how a person can transform his home into a place of Avenir. Now this is a for sure, Maral already said the primacy of a person's home is the place, so to speak, where he is, and therefore the influence it has on him. But there's something more specific to this door. Like we said, the Musa each Gudar gave was something unique to them. And that is, we know that the generation of Yesi bin Yezer and Yesi bin Yechanan was a generation of the Greek persecution which came before the miracle of Hanukkah. We know that during the time period when learning Torah and keeping mitzvahs was outlawed by the Greeks, Yesi bin Yezer was killed on Kiddush Hashem. The Midrash tells us that he was uh, one of the so to speak, those who gave the lives of Kiddush Hashem in the time of the Greeks for learning Torah. And therefore, the the depths of the goddess, so to speak, that the Jews faced at the hands of the Greeks wasn't the oppression of the Greek mercenaries or soldiers. The real goddess of Greece was the amount of Jews who had been influenced by the Greeks and had been convinced to give up the ideals of Yiddishkeit and become his Yavni, become Hellenized. It was the majority of the Jewish people. And therefore, specifically in Adar, where the outside influence of Greece was so powerful and had such a strong effect on the Jews of the time, so then, well, how can a person combat such an overarching so to speak, a powerful outside influence. The only way to do that is if a person creates an equally strong counterbalance, so to speak, by creating a, a strong influence within one's home which rejects the ideology of Greece, which f focuses on the, the strength of the Jewish value system. And therefore, if one's looking where one needs to put his emphasis in the fight against Greece, it was Dafka one's home. One's home was a place where a person could choose what the influence of the home would be and as a source of influence for the members of the family as a way to counteract the outside influences of the streets, of the Misyavdim. And we know that that's a major part of Hanukkah. The nays of Hanukkah we celebrate in our homes. In the menorah, one has to light in one's house. The victory against Hanukkah, when the outer influence is so evil and is so pervasive, is to strengthen one's home from within. And therefore the message he gave was how to transform one's home into a place of Avas Hashem and a place of Yeras Hashem, that visitors or people who live in the house even more so will be influenced, will be affected by that, and therefore will learn uh, the, and connect to these, both these big madragas of Avas Hashem and Yeres Hashem. So Yesi Ben Yezah talks about how to make one's home a bastion of Avas of Avas Hashem. Rafiq HaKhomar, Yehi Beis Chah Beis Vahad HaKhomim. 
your home should be a meeting place of Chachamim. So here, B'Seich Pesach Chachamim, that Chachamim should be hosted in his home. And therefore, the, the big ma'ala of one's home being a place which is always used for Chachamim to meet. Firstly, it sets a tone in the house. And that is, when one's preparing for an important guest, so everybody in the house takes part, and it becomes the atmosphere in the home, and it becomes the joint mission of everybody in the house, and everyone can participate. We're preparing for an important guest, and that uh, can involve the wife, the children. Obviously, it's a, 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 a joint project, so to speak. And if it's considered this is something we're proud of, that we're hosting a God will be Israel, and it's something we're trying our best to make our home as beautiful as possible. So then it becomes a united mission, something everyone looks forward to, something everyone appreciates. It gives the children, it gives even the lady, a close-up connection, encounter with great men. So they have the privilege of hosting a godel in their homes. So then of course, they also connect to the beauty, the godless of whatever it is of a God will be Israel. And therefore, it creates a sense of Avas Torah, Avas Hashem, for everybody involved. And we know the Gemara already says, if a person wants his Tamil Chachamim, his children to marry his daughters to marry Tamil Chachamim, so the Gemara says, Mandarachim Rabbanim. A person loves Rabbanim, a person has fear, has respect for Rabbanim, so his sons will become Rabbanim, his daughters will marry Rabbanim. It's the atmosphere of Ava that a per- or Yira, either or, that a person can instill for Rabbanim in his home. That's going to influence his children. And therefore, the first point, the way to do that is make sure your children, your wife, your family have exposure to Tamil Chachamim. Make sure that your home is a home which is used to host Tamil Chachamim. If it becomes a home of Tamil Chachamim, then that sets the tone, that sets what's important, that gives us the Chashivas. So that's the first part. The way to develop Avas Hashem or Avas Torah in one's home is to make it a meaning place for Chachamim. But there's a danger in that as well. You know, there's an expression in English as well that familiarity breeds contempt. And that is when one gets too close to great people, then one doesn't appreciate them or respect them as much. They seem to be friends. You know, that, uh, that we have them in our homes, we get to know them well, and therefore that the respect of distance isn't necessarily there when a person is in common contact with somebody. And uh, as much as it's important to connect to Tamilich HaChomim, but not in a way where it's going to ruin our admiration or our respect for Tamilich HaChomim. So what's the way to prevent... Uh, that taking place. And on the one hand, one wants to one wants to invite Tamil Chachamim to one's home, make his house a place vad Chachamim. But on the other hand, one wants to do so in a way where it doesn't minimize the kavratera or the honor due to the Chachamim. So that's the second part of the advice of Yosef Ben And the Ral explains, Why should you literally sit in the dust of their feet? So he explains it means, 
שלא היו החכמים נחשבים אליו כמו דרך החברים. ישנו קונסר לחכמים נאט בי איז פרנדס. הוא היה שבזרע הם ממעט במעלס החכמה, כאשר הוא עדיין אין לו חכם כמו עיסם. If he's not the equal, he's not on the same level of Chachma as they, he just happens to be hosting them, then he doesn't have the right to consider them his friends. They're on a completely different spiritual level to him. His connection to them should be as if he is, so to speak, humbling himself, lowering himself to sit on the dust next to their feet. And the, not just that a person to sit lower than them, so to speak, but with a morale means it's something else. And that is, you know, there are lots of levels where you can talk about a person. You can talk about his level of ruchnius, you can talk about his knowledge, you can talk about his midas, you can talk about his body. And if you're saying that you're connected to somebody, so on what level are you connected to that person? So it depends. If you're a chabrisa, and you're learning to go together and there's a give and take as equals, so you can say that you connect to his chachma. You think together, you understand the same way, you can learn and help each other out and develop each other's understanding of learning. That's one concept. That's one way of connecting to somebody. But there's another way of connecting to somebody as well. And that is, physically, we were in close proximity. We ate around the same table. So it's true. There is some kind of connection by the fact that physically we were together or did things together. But of course, that's the much lower part of the person than connecting to the area or level of the person, which is much greater than that. And I remember once when I was a bachar in the mirror, so I was a Talmud of Rosh Hashanah. So one time one of the other people learning in the mirror, an older man, asked me, like, you know, when I was learning, I said, Rabasha. He said, oh yeah, sure. Me and Rabasha, we go back a long way. He said, well, 20 years ago, he told me this was then. He said, 20 years ago, we used to sit on the same bench in the mirror. So, okay, that's true. I suppose there's some connection in the fact that you're sitting on the same bench with somebody. But it's El Shiflusam. It's nothing. It's not a very deep connection. It doesn't appreciate the mile of the person because that he happened to sit next to him on the same bench. It's some, I suppose, some area where there's a, a common link, even if it's in a very low, very low madrega. And it's the same idea over here. If a person feels now he's having a at his table, so now we're friends, we're equals. We're sitting around the same table. I'm giving him lunch. I'm, I'm serving him breakfast. And he's, we're eating together. It's true that there's a connection like that, but a person has to remember it's a connection not with the level of the Chacham, it's a connection with the lowest part of the Chacham. You know, this is a very important rule. It's a very important decide, and that is that even if one has contact with Chachamim, it doesn't mean that a person should think that he's the Chacham's equal just because there's some area where they, where they overlap, some area where they're involved in doing the same activity. The Hasidim also is something which I speak about a lot, and that is that on the one hand the Hasidim wanted to get as close as possible to their rabbis, but on the other hand there was also the, the Shaira. If a person gets too close to the rabbi, maybe he'll begin to think of himself as an equal of the rabbi. And they, they have this story that they tell, which is pretty much the same Yisoyed which we're talking about now. And that is about a chassid who went to visit his rebbe, who was Rav Aaron of Karlin, the first Karlin rebbe. And while he was there, 
the Shamish brought a bowl of fruit and put it on the table in front of the Rebbe. So the Rebbe selects an apple out of the bowl. He says a very pretty and he eats the apple. And the Chassid is watching him. I can't help but thinking, you know, the Rebbe and me, we do the same things. I, I eat apples, he eats apples. You know, we're not so different to each other. And the Rebbe, obviously, who intuited what the Chassid was thinking, so he says, and what is the difference between us? So obviously the Chassid didn't know what to say. So the Rebbe asked him, well, when you eat an apple, why do you eat apples? And the Chassid said, uh, apples are tasty, I'm hungry, so I enjoy eating the apple. And the Rebbe asked him, okay, but then why do you make a bracha? Why do you make a bracha? Because the Allah is in the letter each time making a bracha. So the story goes that Rabbi Aaron of Karim told him, he said, You see, that's the difference between you and me. He said, You look at the apple, you want to eat an apple. The Allah is that you can't leave them making a bracha, so you make a bracha to eat the apple. He says, By me, really, I look at it the other way around. Really, I want to make a bracha. Uh, Appreciate Hashem's chesed to me, and I want to thank Him. But I know the halacha is I can't just make brachas for no reason when there's nothing for the bracha, so to speak, on which to take effect. And therefore, I have to eat an apple in order to allow me to say the bracha. And uh, the story is meant to bring out the same point, and that is you could see the rabbi, the chassid, both eating the apple. The difference is that the physical action of eating the apple they might be doing together. But the intention each one has is very different. And therefore, one wants to invite Chachomim into one's home, you get to see Chachomim at close quarters. One tends to feel a sense of, yeah, of course, we're friends. Now we're eating, he's at my table. And if that's the case, there's the danger that a person loses respect for the Chachomim. And that's why the Mishnah tells us, no, remember that being together means you've at them at the dust of their feet. Your connection to the Chacham, if it's in a physical sense, of eating together, of them being in your home, is k'ilu that you connect it to the lowest part of the Chacham. And therefore a person has to humble himself to realize he's connecting to the lowest part of the Chacham. And that's anyway the case, because Within the person himself, the level of his intelligence, his knowledge, is, so to speak, more separate from his body. And therefore, if a person thinks of the Chacham as his, as his good buddy, as his friend, so he's not relating to the person's Chachma. On that level, he would understand the Chacham is much more superior to him, much more, on a much different target to him. It means he's ignoring the mind of the Chacham when... When he, when he thinks about their connection. Then it won't even be like something of a person's seichel, which he has, and uh, so to speak, he can connect to in some way. So the same thing, if a person has to be able to connect to the chacham in some way, it's not like it's meant to cut off all contact. I won't tell Peter. Just like we want the person's seichel to reside within him, which is like his body is then like the home, so to speak, or the house of the seichel, just like you know, he should open his home in the marshal to the
שהשכל נבדל מן האדם, רק יש לאדם קשר לשכל, ובזה האדם מסעבק בשכל. Even though the circle isn't part of the person, but the person connects to it, and therefore you can say that he's connected, he's connected to his circle. There's a, there's a, and there's a ability of the circle to influence him. Same thing, the Tamil Chokhmu should be in his home often. But it's not like they have a close contact like we're friends. The right way to act is, so to speak, to consider himself to be connecting to the feet of the Tamil Chokhmu, the lowest area of the Tamil Chokhmu. And that's just like the Seichel in a person is something which a person wants to connect to, but in a way that he realizes this is his Seichel. Same thing, the way a person relates to Tamil Chacham should be to connect to him, but to relate to him and remember that he's a Tamil Chacham. And this is an important point. Often people who don't have a connection to Torah, so sure, they want to invite the Chachamim, they want to have a Shaykhs with them, but when they do, what are they going to discuss? You know, they've talked about the famous story of the, the villager. The person in the little shtetl, uh, and that big tzaddik was going through the village. So he went to dinner. So he brings the tzaddik into his home, and he wants to offer him a cup of tea. And he says, tell the tzaddik, I want to tell you what about the horses and the goats, and the, and the chickens. And uh, if a person thinks that okay, the chacham is, hosting the chacham is in order to bring the chacham down, to whatever the person wants to discuss, talk about, or where he's holding. So then it's true, he's not recognizing the Chacham as a Chacham. He's recognizing him as a, somebody who he wants to befriend, somebody who he wants to he wants to get to know or to host, whatever the case might be. But then you've lost the mail of hosting a Chacham. Because the Chacham knows as much as uh, about horses and chickens, probably much less than the farmer knows. And therefore, it's not valuing the Chacham, it's just uh, valuing a guest. Whereas, if a person realizes, as the Maral is saying, that the hosting the Chacham, the mind of the Chacham is a Seichel. The mind of the Chacham is a Seichel. And if that's the case, it's true that we can be close because we're eating together, because he's a guest in my home and I'm taking care of him physically, so to speak. But on the other hand, uh, when if I'm going to look into respect the mind of the Chacham, then that's something which I'll always be reminded of. We're not in the same place. And that's the last line that the Mishnah says, and that that's the practical way to how to do this. Now I'll say a personal anecdote first, just where I learned this, but then I'll we'll explain it. Now, when I was young, I was like that my father, Schlitter, uh, hosted often Sikoshlevsky in our house, for meals, Rafi sometimes came to our house, and other Chashav Rosh Hashivas like that. And on the one hand, as a child, so the first part of the Mishnah, we would definitely realize that is when a, a big Tamil uh, Chacham, a big Tariq is coming to the town, Shlema Brevda, the Chrendi Bracha, the people like that, so of course. So that's, if one wants to make one's home a best Vaidah Chachamim, everyone gets prepared and organized, and it's a big event, and looks forward to seeing, so to speak, a uh, uh, of that stature in one's home. But what's the way to prevent a feeling of familiarity? And that is firstly the first point. This avik One doesn't treat the chacham as a friend. 
whatever it's going to be. And if you want to maintain that uh, that uh, covered that respect, even when they're close quarters, so they have a choice of it's If the conversation is going to be around something where this is where the chacham can show his chachma, you're going to ask him questions in halacha. You're going to discuss Torah. You're going to you're going to learn from the tremendous wisdom, the knowledge that he has. So then, Adrava, being in close quarters to somebody like that shows you how far, much more far advanced they are in Torah, in chachma, and therefore the impression of being in close quarters of a chacham when the discussion is going to revolve around Torah, is going to leave a person more impressed about how deep a person understands, how much he knows, how he can answer any question. I remember as a little boy, the times when Sikoshlevsky, for example, used to be at our house, and uh, you could ask him a question anywhere in Shas, and he would know straight away. And as a little child, that was extremely impressive. You got a much greater appreciation of someone's guidance by having them close and being able to see for yourself their chachma. And that's what you say the Maral trying to teach in this mission. And that is, of course, the, the fact that there's exposure to Melech HaChamim, it causes an atmosphere of Kavarat in the home. It makes everybody involved in the Chacham. But when the Chacham is there, don't waste time talking about your business or other inane topics. Then you connect him to the person and you're not appreciating his Chacham. Rather, use the experience as a way to see the tremendous chachma, the level, regardless, whatever it's going to be that somebody has, because that's something which will be impressive even at close quarters. And so the cycle of a person, when a person is connects to the person, that seichel, intelligence, understanding, is something which is above what the body of a person can, 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 can so to speak, match, can equal, and therefore it's something which is inspiring, something which is impressive. That's the Maila of the Seichel. That's the Maila of the Seichel. And that's the Maila of how to relate to Chacham. In a way that one wants to connect to Chachamim, in a way where a person comes up with more covered for the Chacham. Because to Muhammad at a distance, we've all heard about the God who lives by himself in Bnei and I've never met, and he's a very great man. It's true. But it's not the same thing as when a person gets a first-hand taste, a first-hand experience, of godless, and then it's even more impressive. And therefore, it's it's follows on the same theme. Bring Chacham into your home. Get to know them in a more, so to speak, in a more personal basis, but in a way where you show in a way where you're going to get to see up front for yourself the, their Chachma, their knowledge, because that's something which will have achieved both objectives. It will make one's home and one's family connected to Chachamim, inspired by Chachamim, close to Chachamim, and in a way where the cover for the Chachamim will only be enhanced because the opportunity of sitting with the Chacham is something which will only develop more and more the appreciation or the Chashivas one has for the Chacham and all for his Torah.